<clears throat> Welcome to the AP Podcast. Today we have Jeremy Reese with us. What's up, Jeremy? What's going on? Hey, glad to have you on the show, bro. So uh, Jeremy is actually a Marine Corps guy, hardcore Marine Corps, and uh, he actually has competed in a handful of shows now in men's physique. So I wanted to have him on the show today to really give some insight for new competitors coming up, what it really takes, the mindset, you know, what it really takes in training, nutrition, supplementation, dedication, everything, uh, because he knows exactly how to get it done because he's competed at a high level over at Emerald Cup, which is a, a big regional show. So uh, I'm really happy to have you on, Jeremy. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's, uh, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Hell yeah. So first off, I just want to give my viewers a little background, who you are, kind of go your story of how you got started in the fitness industry, how you got, you know, started training in, in, in competitions. For sure. Um, yeah, so my name is Jeremy Reese. I've actually been in the Marine Corps for a little over eight years. This year in October will be my ninth year serving. Um, kind of my fitness journey, like in high school, I was a chubby, overweight kid my senior year. and. Um, so my fitness journey kind of really started when I became a Marine. I went to boot camp and I lost nearly 40 pounds. I went from 197 down to 165. And uh, once I graduated boot camp and started my, my training and everything like that, what happened was, you know, I started lifting and just doing the basics. I went to GNC and got a basic like protein pre-workout beat, like whatever the GNC guy recommended. And I just kind of started lifting on my own, doing my own thing. Um, put on a little bit of weight. Once I got actually stationed in San Diego, it was my first year of marriage and all I had no plan in nutrition. I didn't know anything. So I kind of packed on a lot of weight. I got up to, got up to my heaviest, which was 215 um, and was just kind of eating whatever I wanted and I needed to change. So I reached out to one of my buddies that I was serving with. Um, his wife and himself uh, did bodybuilding. She was a coach and I just did a kind of like a lifestyle prep. I wanted to slim down, shred up a little bit and uh, trim up. And that was kind of like the, the start of my, uh, I guess, prepping. Um, because then in 2015, I did my first show and um, was, it was a natural local show, small show, uh, just to get my feet wet. And I fell in love. I fell in love with the prep and seeing my body change on a daily basis when it got down to, you know, those last four weeks, it just was insane. Um, I ended up taking fourth in that show. There was, I think seven in my class. So, um, small show, had a great time, met some great people. And then, um, and then I took an entire year off and really just had no structure. And then I decided to compete in NPC, which I was real nervous about because I wasn't a big guy. I wasn't like, you know, I was super nervous about it, but I got talked into it. My coach and I reached back out to her. I was like, Hey, will you help me prep for the NPC, uh, Emerald cup? Probably if it's the biggest show in the Northwest. So why not go big? You know, <laughs> it's the biggest show in the Northwest for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, and you know, I wasn't really, it was just like a show that was close and I was like, you know what? like it's far enough out like I'll prep let's let's go you know wasn't really thinking anything of it and uh had a great prep I put on 10 solid pounds from that first show to the second show I didn't place I was on the second call out on the outside um and I ended up taking 12th um actually I looked it up so 12th out of six I, there were 16 guys in my uh my class b 
on the Emerald Cup. And uh, very, very, but I had fun. You know, I had a great time. I met some awesome dudes uh, that are in the fitness industry. So it was great. And I, I was 10 pounds heavier. You know, I brought a better package than my last one. And I think that's what it's all about. And then um, I met my current coach. Yeah, I met my current coach now. And uh, after that show, I had a structured off season, which I didn't have in between my first and my second show. And uh, I went through his lean bulk program. And I stepped on stage at the night of champions, probably close to 12 to 13 pounds heavier and brought the best package to date. And I ended up placing second there at the night of champions, earned my national qualify uh, tag. So I am nationally qualified in the men's physique um, division. And now, you know, I was going to compete in the Emerald cup again here in April, but I decided to probably, I'm just going to take another year off. Um, because, you know, with the move and stuff, I'm gonna, just going to build as much as I can, uh, work on my, my weak areas, um, and kind of just enjoy life a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, still eat clean, train hard. Just, you know, I'm not going to be doing the, the crazy regimented cardio and stuff like that. So I'm going to enjoy and relax a little bit, but really train hard to, to probably bring the heat and step on stage back in December or in December down in San Diego potentially. Mm -hmm. So. Awesome, man. No, that's a, that's a great story, come up story. Uh, sounds like you kind of started down here. You met some people, had a lot of fun, but then now you're trying to take it to the more competitive level. Um, yeah, yeah. We're all competitive. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I guess the first kind of thing I want to dive into was um, the nutrition when you uh, started to get on the more competitive side of the last couple shows. Um, you know, I want to know what kind of foods you were using. Um, maybe if somebody was trying to prep for a show, what would be, what, what you would recommend or maybe suggest some good foods to try to put in for your macros. Uh, sure. and, and then also I wanted to ask you protein intake. So what, uh, for your macros and stuff with your coach or however you like to do it, what'd you see your protein intake look like realistically for a, a prep? Yeah. So my, this past prep was probably the most like macro wise that I would have never thought my body could handle. So uh, what I've learned is that my body is very um, sensitive to carbs. My body reacts really fast and um, in crazy ways when it comes to carbohydrates. So one of the big things uh, coming into that show, the night of champions is my coach. I did a carb load the night, you know, the night before at like almost 450 grams of carbs and I was like, are you sure? Like, this is like blowing my mind right now. And he's like, trust me, trust me, trust me. So um, food wise, I really, that whole, my whole prep, I stuck to the basics, you know, the, the lean protein sources. Um, I was mainly chicken, chicken breasts. Um, occasionally we did do a little bit of lean ground turkey, 99% fat free. And then probably when we got down to about the four weeks out, I went all tilapia for my protein sources, um, aside from my protein shakes, like post-workout. Um, so, you know, green veggies, I ate a ton of broccoli and asparagus, especially the last four weeks was like literally nothing but asparagus. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> and what kind of got me through those, the obviously down through the last few weeks and, you know, especially peak week was, you know, sodium free when we were starting to mess with the sodium intake and levels and, you know, we're really getting down to like checking in, every couple hours with coach um, was flavor. God was like 
the number one thing, you know, the sodium free stuff, like changing up my seasonings when I could, um, you know, and just trying to keep it just the flavoring. Like, cause that's the one thing that I see that a lot of people hit me up. Like, well, how do you eat the same thing day in, day out, every single meal? One, it doesn't really bother me because like to this point, I look at food as just like Dang. fuel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's all I do is like when I'm looking at food, I'm not like, Oh, is this going to taste like, crap or whatever so it's like i gotta get it in because i'm you know i got this goal so um but i always highly recommend to people change your seasonings all the time yeah you know flavor god is a great source for that um but protein wise intake um my protein was very very high actually was pretty high for this last prep i was in the you know when i was carb cycling i was in the i would say probably the 230s 240 grams of protein in a sense. Um, I was weighing, you know, I think when I started my cut, I was like around 210 um, is when we started, when we started actually cutting off at the lean bulk. So my protein grams per body weight was higher than what they typically recommend, mm -hmm. but I didn't see any issues with it. And I think that's the biggest thing is you do have to know your body and you have to, it's a guess and check game, you know? So if your coach, or you decide to hire a coach and he gives you the macros and maybe your body's not digesting or it's not, you know, responding like you is. That's why you have a coach. You tell him like, well, Hey, here's my progress. This is how I feel. And you adjust accordingly. I just think too many people get hung up on like, no, I cannot intake one gram. I can only do one gram per pound of body weight. You know, <laughs> like that's it. Like, yeah. so, um, but I was fairly surprised on um, how high my protein was and how well my body handled it. So it yeah. was good. Yeah. As a coach, I, um, I do that also as a coach and an athlete is just jack my protein. I know that, you know, calories in calories out, but in actuality, what I've seen from experience is uh, just a thermogenic effect from protein. You can really jack it up and not seriously gain too much weight at all fat, you know, if any from, from protein, just from the, the mechanisms it has to go through your body to, to actually convert to fat. So, um, I see, like, I push, and I'm, uh, like, 100 and what I'm, like, 100 and almost 80 right now pounds, and I jack my protein sometimes 300 grams, <laughs> so, so, it's, uh, I feel you there, and sometimes your body has to get used to it, I remember when I first started doing it, the freaking protein farts, bro, <laughs> or yeah, that happens, yeah, 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 but, uh, okay. get used to it, um, I agree with the carb cycling and the high protein, for sure, yeah. But yeah, so so that's kind of like your nutrition. Did you do carb cycling the whole time? Um, well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I had um, I had two high days, so I was low, low, high, um, low, low, high. So I basically what we did was we planned our my high days around um, training legs, and then also um, was training like just the bigger muscle groups, so legs and back in a sense. Um, and then like when we were lean bulking, I was having a cheat meal, you know, a structured cheat meal. He would tell me like where to go and what to have rather than just like, Hey, just go out and, um, eat whatever. It wasn't like a full day of eating. It was just like, Hey, you know, mod pizza was like my go-to. So I had macros. I see. All right. It, it is like, it is surprisingly. I mean, you could put like, you know, you get the, the mod pizza and you can put chicken on it and veggies and like, it's surprisingly macro friendly if you really break it down. Mm -hmm. So 
that was my go-to cheat. Yeah, I've only been there one time because um, me and my buddy were headed back uh, into town from somewhere they were traveling, and we're just starving. And I'm like, okay, let's try mod pizza. And I'm looking at these macros. I'm like, damn, like yeah. more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I carb cycled pretty much the whole time um, up until, like I said, that four week window. That things, that's when like things were super strict. Um, it was strict the whole time, but like that four week window is the crucial. I mean, that I, I, I think that the four week window could make or break a prep, to be honest, you got to peak at the right time. And so yeah. mentally grueling, I see that you kind of go brain numb after. At about oh my God. It, yeah, that <laughs> the last four weeks, I swear um, during peak week is when we were, I think we were at, all the way up until the day before the show. Um, so peak week started on a Monday. Show was on a Saturday. Um, yeah, someone keeps trying to call me. Um, so Monday through Thursday, I was at like, I think 40 grams of carbs. Literally nothing. Literally, basically. And it was um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was regular training. I, was, I hit legs with 40 grams of carbs in my system on Wednesday. And then basically what happened was Thursday and Friday were depletion workouts. Um, miserable full body circuit training, high reps, moderate weight, and then literally an hour, a little, literally an hour of, um, stair climber, the stair stepper to completely deplete my, my glycogen levels a hundred percent. Um, and then, right that Friday night, just refuel up and have a cheat meal. And like, so I came into the show like tight, full. Um, it was great. So, but it was miserable. I don't even like, sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, why am I doing this? You yeah. Know? No, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no joke though. Right. Like I see people like, why do you, why do you do that? And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like a breed kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, you gotta do yeah. But uh, yeah, exactly. Well, tell us how long, um, how long was your prep? Oh, geez. Um, between the lean bulk, I, I mean, I don't really necessarily consider that as like prep. Um, we started cutting, I think about 10 weeks out. 10 weeks. Okay. What do you, uh, so, and how, how lean were you at 10 weeks out? Uh, I'm, I'm wondering cause for people listening to this right now, maybe they're wondering about doing a show. How much time would you say that is necessary to get ready? You know what? I don't think there's a definitive answer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, I think it boils down to – so I, my body tends to react pretty fast, um, especially to, like, hit cardio and stuff like that. So, I mean, in, in all reality, I could probably – like if I really buckle down, I could probably step on stage at the end of April in the Emerald Cup and do well, honestly. Um, but I just, I just, you know, I'm just going to take the time off to build. So I would say, I mean, they say on average a 12-week prep um, is the average, but you have to know yourself and like know how fast your body reacts to cardio, to, to all the things. And so what I recommend if someone's first wanting to get into a, a show, like pick a show like 16 weeks out. Um, cause you like, depending on if you want to bulk or not, you can use those four additional weeks to, 
you know, to up the calories and, and feel good and train heavy and stuff like that. And then 12 weeks out, you start to taper your calories down. You're starting to do more cardio. You know, you, maybe you're doing throwing in fasted cardio in there. Um, and those 12 weeks are just kind of a slow taper rather than a drastic change. And you drop too many calories, you burn too much and you come into the show flat. Um, so I would, I would recommend like probably a 16 week window. If you're first getting into a show, I think would suffice, but mm-hmm. each body's each person's different, you know? Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. I usually like to do the 16 week mark, just like you said, just because of that reason of, if you have more of a ecto or people like us that can metabolize carbs pretty easily, we're already pretty much lean. Um, then you can do like a little lean bulk, but, uh, if you have like, a, you know, like a heavier set, definitely at least 16 weeks, um, on the stimulus yep. you're using at the end too. So, um, dope. So I guess that I wanted to ask you now about the training side of things. If you were to take any three exercises that you could do in prep that was bar none, the three staples to your regimen. What are those three? Oh, oh man. Um, why? One, 100% dumbbell side laterals for the delts. Um, because in men's physique, you want to have the Superman V taper. Um, and that's one thing I really focused on a lot was upper chest and uh, shoulders. So that was my main focus in my prep. So I would say the three things would be dumbbell side laterals, um, incline dumbbell bench, and then um, rear delts. So whether it be with the dumbbells or, you know, the reverse pec deck, um, just those are the, probably the most judged things in men's physique, Up, like chest development and shoulder development. And then obviously your small waist tapering down. And so that was, those were the three staples that I always used. And then I did a lot of FST seven training that entire prep, um, which was um, Jeremy Buendia and his coach utilize a lot. And so a lot of just, you know, forcing the blood up into the muscles after a set. So it'd be like, for example, it'd be seven sets of 10 reps on side laterals. So I do 10 reps at a weight and then I'd put my arms up and someone push down at a resist for 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah pick the weight up and go again. And that I swear, like I have, like I've never been put through that kind of training before. And I like would, I would train with my coach once a week and I, he would annihilate me. And so we did that kind of training with everything with chest, shoulders, back. And it really, really helped develop and push the blood and recruit um, muscle fibers. And it was, so I did that training my whole prep. So those were, those would be my three staples. hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, I know. And it, the reason why I ask you that is for that reason, because a lot of people would say the go-tos of squat, bench, and deadlift, right? But I think in this scenario, like what you're saying with men's physique, I would have to agree definitely that chest, shoulder development is so key. Maybe lat development a little bit too, but for I think sure. uh, that is for sure. Because for people that are listening right now and they don't understand why, maybe is because you're not really judged on your legs, right? You're just judged on your V taper, your upper body, and how lean you are, kind of like that beach body look, right? Absolutely. So um, I'd say that the the dumbbell ladder raise is my favorite, if not, you know, is my favorite just because of that reason why you said, like, shoulders win for sure, with wins shows. Um, yep. But, all right, well, 
you could you could super, you could superset the you could superset those dumbbell raises those lateral raises with anything. So yeah. I mean, yeah. You can continue to build your shoulders all the time. They're not like a huge muscle, so it doesn't take like so much energy. Like you got to reset for a big squat or something like that. You can just hit. I like to superset them and almost put them in what I call giant sets, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Like incorporate your ISO holds, kind of what you were talking about, doing isometric stuff because uh, the blood, the blood in there is just crazy. Yeah. Pumps are insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, so you have uh, your show in December now in, in San Diego, and uh, that is a uh, national qualifier, I'm assuming. Yeah, um, the San Diego scene, I'm going to pick a show. i got to get online and look at the schedule. Um, but the San Diego scene in competing is huge. I mean, like literally every show is a national qualifier. Um, and that way, I, you know, I could take this time to just kind of do whatever I want because, like, now I know, like, I could get ready for a show in 12 weeks and grind it out, especially um, being down in San Diego and working my regular job in the, in the Marines. I'll have the mornings to, to hit my cardio and the afternoons to lift. Um, so two a days is basically the goal. And I'll have all that time out here on recruiting duty. It's, you know, when I was in my prep for the night of champions, I was waking up at three in the morning um, doing, doing my fasted cardio and then like literally hitting my, uh, my protein shake or, you know, my waffles or whatever my coach had me on that meal plan and then lift literally right after cardio. So it was a, it was a grind. Dang. Yeah. No, I have never had to do cardio and then lift and then cardio and <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. definitely it helps out, but yeah, that's cool, man. And I think a lot of people don't understand what it really takes to compete, not just compete, but compete to win. Right. Cause yeah. like now mainstream, Bodybuilding has become more mainstream, and I can't say that I was in the era of when it was secluded and it was like legit old school bodybuilding. Men's physiques kind of come up in the in the ranks, and I, that's where I've competed in mostly prep guys. But um, I think that a lot of people are starting to get on stage that they're just doing it because they lost some weight. But in reality, yeah. to kind of be competitive, can you kind of give some insight of what it really takes? to be competitive not just to get on stage and pay freaking hundreds of dollars to god i mean it's just ridiculous i'm, I'm yeah that that alone one your npc card if you're gonna compete in npc is 125 dollars a year two show registrations usually range from 110 to 120 and then your tan is the same thing so literally right there you're i mean you're out of pocket close to 500 bucks you know, or whatever the case may be, just with those three things. And those are a must, not to include your grocery list, your coaching fees, <laughs> your swim trunks, your like, your everything. Yeah. So it's, it gets very, very expensive. And then if you don't have sponsors and stuff like that, it very, very, very expensive. But as far as competing at a competitive level, what I've learned throughout my three shows I've done is that you have to be like you have to live for this shit. Like it's not just something that's a, Oh, I go to the gym to, you know, to stay healthy and you know, or whatever. No, it's, it is a completely different mindset. Like when I'm on prep and I'm prepping for a show, it is, it's a different intensity in the gym. It's a different focus. It's a different mindset. 
because I'm literally looking in the mirror. I'm watching my body move way more. I'm practicing on posing in between sets. I'm seeing like, oh, well, here's this area I need to work on more. And so you really have to live for it like every single day. If it's not like itching at you where you're like, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like you have to be obsessed with the shit to, in order to be competitive. Like you really have to live for it. It's like kind of how they, they make fun of CrossFitters and stuff. Like, oh, they talk about CrossFit all the time. Like that's what you have to be. Like your macros have to be on point. Your water intake has to be on point. It's not something that you can just go out and do. Um, it's, it's a mindset. You got to change your mindset first and foremost and, um, and get with it because it's, it's grueling. It's not, people think that individuals up on stage are like this, this healthy staple of a, of a human, but in all reality, the, the stage body is completely depleted and it's not necessarily in a crazy healthy state where it needs to be. Um, and that's what a lot of people don't think. And so it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I think people see it and they're like, man, I want to look like that. Like, and then walk around day to day looking like that. And no, it's like, uh, doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I completely understand. I think it's just a, it is an unhealthy thing for a short term, but I think that it's not too bad on a short term level. Yeah. Short term. That's absolutely, you know, so it's just, you know, those, you work for 16 weeks or however long your prep is, you get on stage, you show it off for, I don't know, 30 seconds or whatever it is. And, uh, and you step off stage and you have a donut and you go eat a big, huge sheet meal. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, and it's right back to the drawing board. And that's the, that's the key. You know, you got to get back at it. You know, if you have a show planned next, like it's, it's right back on it. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree hundred percent. And it's weird how we just, it's like we train our minds into this cycle. Um, and it is, it has to be something that you, enjoy the process not so you don't become patient because of the the results because you're never ever 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 going to make it where you want to be because you're always going to want to be better right so i always yeah one thing i've always said is like don't work for the results work for the progress because results means you're done mm -hmm. and um that's so true like that's why i said like you get once you start like getting down and you're like seeing your body change day to day or and then like right when you're in peak week, you can eat something and then watch your body change two hours later. That, that blows my mind and it's like phenomenal and it's so addicting. Like it's like a drug. You're like looking at your, the striations coming out. Like you eat so like carbs and your veins are just starting to pop like 45 minutes later. It's crazy what the human body could do. And it's like, that's what I strive for, you know, and that's what keeps me going. Yeah. Same here. Same here is, is most people are like, why are you, why are you going to get up on stage? And honestly, like the stage part was not my highlight. It was the, in the gym, having your intra carbs or your pre-workout or in the, like your pre-workout meal, all of a sudden you just start branching up. Right. And you're like, wow, that's yeah. cool. So um, I totally agree with you there. I think that most people are thinking that it's about the, $10 trophy, but honestly, it's about the experience. And uh, in my case, like I've just loved learning about the, the body and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah sure. But well, um, I guess I want to know for people that are going to be competing, um, what, and you said flavor God, it was a big help, but what would be your word of advice those last four weeks 
to help maybe reduce your stress levels or to limit, I guess you would say, to limit your stress levels going, you know, going so high that maybe it stalls you or what was some things to keep your mind off of prep? What was some things that helped you the last four weeks while you were pretty much brain dead? <laughs> um, a support system, to be honest, my coach was great. You know, he would always check in with me. How are you feeling today? Um, this, that, and the other. But my, my thing is, in that, those last four weeks, you're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Why stress levels, obviously, you're going you're gonna to feel fatigued. You're going to be tired. You're going to want to eat anything and everything in your freaking sight. You know, there's going to be temptations of your friends wanting to go out. Like, you have to realize how far you've come and how much you've changed your body. And so for me, it's, it's like, why would I throw all that away? Um, you know, so I would always, some of my things that kind of like kept me away from the cravings is I would drink, you know, BCAAs throughout the day in my water, in my gallon of water that helped curb some stuff. Sugar-free gum is like a lifesaver, especially when you're in a super calorie deficit. It's something that's just like, you know, you could just kind of like chew on and stuff like that. So it just keeps your mind rolling. Um, and then just staying full with water, you know, especially it's just, it's, it's a crazy mind trick. So you gotta, you know, it's basically what it is. You're tricking your body into thinking you're full when your calorie deficit is super big. Um, and so, yeah, those three things, a support system, you know, whoever it may be, whether it be your friends, whether it be a spouse, whether it be, you know, your gym buddy or whatever the case may be. I think that's huge. And I had a ton of that, um, on through social media, on my Snapchat, you know, I'd post a lot of my progress on there. And a lot of people hit like hitting me up saying like, Hey, you got this, sir. You got this staff sergeant, like hey, four more weeks, you know? And so I just had a great support system, um, which was key. And I, and, and realistically, I didn't really want to let them down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that, that helped a lot when someone's invested in you and watching you change and go throughout, you don't really want to let them down and you want to show them it's possible. And then, you know, sugar-free gum and water. Those were kind of like my, my stress handlers. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I use those too. I tried it not chew you know a pack of gum a day <laughs> but yeah I, but yeah uh, i think the sugar-free gum for sure and i know like i don't i didn't but obviously chewing you know tobacco and stuff helped a lot of people in my team um if you do you know uh because of that satiety kind of effect and just having something in your mouth but i think the water trick number one thing in my opinion what you're saying i mean i would have two gallons a day if it needed to be just because of that initial just like sensation in your stomach that there's something there but there's really nothing right <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yep, but, 100%. but no i agree 100 percent. so um i guess kind of wrapping this up i guess i want to ask you the last kind of couple things if you were to offer uh three pieces of advice for somebody that is wanting to compete say it was their first show um, or they were trying to go in their very first kind of weight loss phase. Um, it can be anything. So it can be to do with coaches, nutrition training, supplementation, time, sleep. I don't care. But what would be your top three things you could give for advice after everything you've kind of went through? Um, number one, if you're going to compete or weight loss and you don't know where to start, get a coach. Number one. 
you know, I'm not a subject matter expert. I don't know everything. I don't even know the science behind dieting or nutrition or nutritional timing. I don't. And a lot of people think I do. But some of the biggest names in the fitness industry have coaches. The professionals have coaches. So number one, get a coach. Number two, don't lose sight of why you're doing it. You know, whatever that may be. Your why has got to be so big that it's going to drive you because prep and weight loss is the hardest thing you could do. You know, it's not, a lot of people tend to overthink it, but don't lose sight of why you're doing it. Whether it be you're trying to get on stage or you're just trying to look good and feel good. It doesn't matter. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be bridges that are, you know, that you're going to have to cross. So just remember why you're doing it. And, um, and three, have freaking fun. <laughs> like have fun with it. You know, there's like, when I go on to a stage, when I'm backstage on a show, like I'm happy, like I'm dabbing people up. I'm like, what's good, man. Like I'm not sizing people up. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care if you're bigger than me. I don't care if you have more condition than me. I don't like what I care about is that I'm having fun. I'm meeting people. I'm bringing the best package that I, me and my coach have brought and I've put in the work. Um, so those would be the three things. Like if you could stick to those three things in my book, in my personal opinion, you could achieve anything, whether it be a competition prep or weight loss. Um, and that's it, man. Like, that's what I would definitely recommend. Hell yeah, dude. That was awesome. No, <laughs> I completely agree. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. Cause I mean, that was uh, motivational <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. So if any of you guys that's listening right now, uh, my viewers, Take that into account. It doesn't always have to be the strategy, the, the this and that other thing, but the most important thing would be to, like he said, maybe get a coach, get somebody who does know so you don't have to do the thinking, um, to have some accountability um, with yeah. your friends and, and your gym partner. I think that's huge to keep you motivated. And then obviously the last thing is to have fun. Um, if you're not having fun, then why the hell are you doing it, right? So, but anyways, bro, hey. Thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. Hey, yeah, you know, I appreciate you reaching out. I, I mean, I always love speaking, and so it's, it's pretty cool, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, you definitely had some good stuff to say. I think there's some really great insight for people wanting to compete um, because there's a lot that goes to it. And so thank you for sharing your experience. Um, what I'm going to do, guys, is put Jeremy's uh, IG and probably his email and some contact stuff in my uh, – description box below so if you want to follow him follow his journey his road to pro <laughs> yeah, there we go yeah. do that. you can reach out to him if you have any questions um but other than that i want to say thank you again for um listening guys if you liked what you heard make sure to subscribe like uh, like us up and uh comment on any other subjects that you want to hear about in the future so in the meantime i will talk to you guys later thanks jeremy uh, later.